Hi there, and welcome to It's Coming with Kim and Christine. I'm Kim. And I'm Christine. And this is It's Coming, a weekly podcast on the signs of the second coming. So last week, we said that we were going to get into a series of positive podcasts that really just kind of focus on what it will be like when Christ is here on the earth. And this week, Christine has come back with a title of The Fight Against the Church of the Lamb of God. I think she forgot. That's all I can say. <laughs> you know, um, that that sounded nice when I said it, but you know, the signs are what the signs are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> So we we got you all there one week of positivity and we're back at it. It's it's really quite positive though. Oh good. Oh good. It sounds it with that kind of title. It's very uplifting. Okay. Sure. Oh so, goodness. Um, but I want to know like for um first did you have a costume for Halloween this year? Okay. So for our our trunk or treat at church, I went as I don't know if that worked. My drum roll. Um, Halloween, which really meant I dressed in all black and I wore an orange scarf and a pumpkin headband. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it was big time. It was big time. So um the boy was cooking all night um for the what did he cook? Hot dogs. Oh. Yep. Nice. So they they had those going on the grill. So he was kind of busy all night doing that. And so, but technically he was also dressed in all black. And then we both had like black leather jackets on. Um, he did not do the orange scarf or the orange pumpkin. And so no one could have ever thought that we were dressed alike because after the trunk or treat, his friend was having a Halloween party that we had to dress up for. And I am not like a dresser upper. If someone does all the work and tells me what to wear, I'll do it. Right. It's not like I'm like against it. I just don't typically have the creative juices to create such a thing. So I had done all the work. Oh. Mm. Sorry, y'all just got a little pause there again because I said the boy's name, but the boy did all the work. And so after Trinker Treat, we put on blonde wigs, sunglasses, and Pennzoil hats to go with our all black look. And we just were people who worked at the local service station. I think, is that rude to the people that lurk, work at the social <laughs> the local service station? Maybe. <laughs> But I think we looked good. Oh. Um, and then actually we went by like four different costume names through the course of the evening. Oh, but nice. I couldn't ever remember that they very flexible, very flexible. It was, very, like it was a very flexible costume. Uh, and so he kept saying things and people's names. I didn't know who any of those famous people were. So whenever anyone would ask me, I just said, oh, no, we didn't dress up. We just came from work. Mm, okay. Because I got nothing. But you were a dinosaur, huh, with the family? Uh, yeah, I, I love having family costumes, but I'm losing control of my family little by little. It's been losing happening for some contr time. Control. That's yeah. funny. Like one year we were um, the Scooby-Doo gang, you know, and uh, Natalie was Daphne and I was um, Velma. What was Sydney? See, I think I lost control of Sydney that year. I, I did the Scooby-Doo gang one year with a group at work. But I was the guy. What's his name? Shaggy? Yes, I was Shaggy. I even had the facial hair. <laughs> it was slightly disturbing, but it was nice. good. I actually just showed that to the, that picture to the boy the other day. He's like, what is on your face? I'm like, it's facial hair. It's not a lot of facial hair because he just has like, you know. It's just a little Shaggy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last year we were, um, uh, oh my gosh, you know, Star-Lord and, 
And, um, well, it just flew out of my head. That's what happens at my age. It was, it's one, the Marvel gang, it's, they're, they're mm. Marvel people and they, they, they are in Star-Lord's ship and there's the, the green one and she just died in the last movie. Oh. I haven't seen the movie, so I couldn't even answer oh, well, that. Well, there are like or... three of them. I'm totally blowing it. Everyone knows who these people are. Except me. Yeah. I was the one with the antlers, and I bought, like, the contacts that are black. I looked really weird. Ooh, yeah. wow. Look at mm-hmm. you. Fanciness. Yeah. Yeah, but this year, um, we were dinosaurs, but really, it was just um, three of us. It was um, Steve, me, and Lincoln. That is the, That shows you how my control has... Widowed, willowed, widowed, winnowed. It's gotten smaller. (laughs) Whatever that word is. Okay, so nothing for nothing, but I saw a picture with four dinosaurs. So did you just find someone to adopt that night? Yes, I did. We were adopting a new little boy. His name is Trevor. (laughs) Did you know this before the night started or you found him? We found him. A wayward dinosaur without a family. (laughs) (laughs) And he just happened to be a different color than the rest of you. Yeah, you know he actually uh, last uh, New Year's Eve I had a, a party with a um, bingo game, and the grand prize of the bingo game was an inflatable dinosaur costume because what is better than that? And he I can't won. Think of anything? Yeah, he won that costume. And oh, that's funny. Yeah, I love it. And he wore it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we adopted him. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So do you guys just make out at the trunk or treat like so much candy? Is it ridiculous? Uh, when you said make out, I thought you meant like kissing. And I'm like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was normal. <laughs> Is that what you did at the trunk or treat? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? Lincoln Lincoln didn't. He He's too old. He's a freshman in high school. So um, we only gave. We did not receive Ah, um, all giving, no receiving. Yes, which is the best way to be, of course. And um, <laughs> but the kids are funny because they—I I mean, I see the exact same kids. Like they just go back and forth and back and forth, and like you give yeah. the same child like candy like ten times. <laughs> I started giving everyone three or four pieces of candy, and then went down to one until I ran out because people just kept going around and around. Right, right. <laughs> I started with a handful, and then at the end, I'm like, "And here's one more for you." <laughs> So when we went to go start this podcast, Christine texted me and she's like, are you there? Because we kind of have to meet on this online platform. And I was showing online, but I wasn't there because I was downstairs literally short. I can't, I almost said that wrong. Literally sorting the Halloween candy for tonight. So we're recording this on the 31st. And I was sorting it by way of, I think I have too much candy because it's only going to be 40 degrees here in Denver. And so I don't think I'll need as much as I bought because I think less people will come out. Now, I could be wrong. But just in case, um, I was sorting and leaving all the good stuff in one bucket that I won't give out. <laughs> <laughs> the save and eat yourself bucket. And only the Almond Joys get delivered or get passed out. <laughs> I love Almond Joys. But and, but I'm not saving them back. Uh, the almond joys can go. But I am saving things that like I could use in baking. So like Reese's peanut butter cups and uh, oh, things of that, that nature. But I'm like, I can use those actually in baking. So if I didn't hand them out, I'd have a purpose for them other than just eating them. It's going to be how cold? 40 degrees. Yesterday was nice. It was like 60. So it was perfect weather for the trunk or treat. But tonight or today is only a high of 40. 
It's going to be cold. That sounds awful. It does sound awful. Tell me why I live here. And the boy just says, but we've made it through the entire month of October without getting substantial snow. And I'm like, and this is a victory and that is a problem. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. You're too fresh off of Florida. Okay. (laughs) Should we talk about war? Yeah. Let's talk about war because that's nice. (laughs) It is. It is. Okay. Should we just dive right in? Yeah, let's dive in. So I found uh, repeatedly um, a message that uh, there was going to be a war against the Church of the Lamb of God. So how about if we start in the book of Revelation? Um, So Revelation, we'll start with chapter 13. Now, chapter 13 is talking about the Antichrist, which reminder here, the Antichrist may be a person. It may be an idea. It may be a movement. We don't know for sure, Um, but it is certainly worded in the scriptures as if it's a person. Um, Anyway, so he, in verse seven, so there, in verse five, it says, um, just a a little background, and uh, there was given him a month, a mouth, sorry, (laughs) speaking great things. That's something that's repeated about the Antichrist, that uh, he speaks great things. And blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in the heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So he is going to successfully make war with the saints of the Lamb of God. And he is going to be in power for 40 and two months. What do you think Mm -hmm. about that, Kim? Well, I think the overcome, I don't think it's a real war. That's my personal feeling. I don't feel like this is actually like some sort of battle. I think we are in a spiritual battle today, and I think we'll continue to be. And this will continue to be a battle just like we probably experienced today, although maybe heightened, but the concept of the kind of battle we're in today I think is the yes. same. You're saying that you feel like it is more likely a war of words and a tumult of opinions rather yes. than one of. And just so you know, those were not Christine's words. So even though she just put them off as her own, that actually is a quote from what you gave us earlier this year. And I only know that because I used it in a Sunday school lesson last week. <laughs> and yeah. I, had to, I had to go to our podcast to find that quote. <laughs> our podcast past, I can't, our podcast notes where you used to list all of those references. It was so nice. Oh, I'm going to go on and list those, I swear. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Wasn't that elder an el- a quote from Elder Maxwell? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I and I I uh, I agree. I don't think personally that it's um a bloody physical war, but but a spiritual one. Okay, so there's another one in the book of Revelation. Let's move on to chapter 17, a couple of chapters later. Verse 14, these shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. They that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So um, this chapter is talking about Babylon, which is kind of like a general term, I think, meaning like the wickedness of the world. And um, they, the, so the wickedness of the world is going to make war with the lamb, meaning Christ, 
the lamb will overcome. So kind of saying the same type of thing, don't you think? Yes, I think so. The The difference here, though, that I think is interesting is on this one, it says that the lamb shall overcome them. Okay. But mm-hmm. on the last one, what was the last one? What chapter? Uh, 13. 13. It said, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints to overcome them and to overcome them. So the difference between Satan's ability to overcome the saints versus God's ability to overcome this man or this whatever it is, right? This um, false prophet. So Jesus is more successful than the saints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, it does sound like that. <laughs> well, and I think with that, then we have to remember that like, Satan may be able to overcome us, but if we are close enough to Christ, I think then we pull on his power and we can overcome that false prophet. I, that's that's the way I look at that, right? Is that that just reminds you like how important it is to be close to Christ right? Just so that we pull on his power. Oh, that's a really good point. I love it. Thanks. That was my Sunday school lesson last week when we talked about that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so in Daniel chapter 7, so this is also talking about the Antichrist. So it's probably more um, similar to the message in Revelation 13. Um, so it says, uh, we'll start in, let's start in verse uh, 17. It says, so this is actually when Daniel's receiving the interpretation of the dream. It says, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall rise out of the earth. And the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the four beasts, which was diverse from all others, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and whose nails were of brass, devoured and break in pieces and stamp out the residue with his feet. And and so... um, uh, it says in the book of Second Ezra that um, in the Apocrypha that this vision is the same as the vision, or I'm sorry, this nation is the same as the nation spoken of there, which was, like I said before, quite compelling that it was the United States. So with that understanding, this um, this dreadful nation that stamps out others is the United States of America. And the 10 horns that were on his head and of the of the other, which came up before whom even three fell, even of the horn that had eyes and a mouth and spake great things, who was more stout than his fellows. So, oh yeah, that's the fat guy. The Antichrist, the short and chubby Antichrist. Yes. Who I did figure out who that was, but I'm not going to say it on my podcast. I'm just kidding. I didn't figure out who it was. (laughs) Christine. (laughs) But I did find another guy that was um, evil and short and stout, but I did his ne- num- name numbers. I just going to give his name numbers. But I couldn't find that site where I was able to do the name numbers in Hebrew. So, you know, it's still a possibility. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just giving a little background to say that we're talking about the Antichrist again, which might not be an actual person. And it might not be the person I'm thinking. Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Oh, and I beheld that the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. So that is so, so similar to the message in Revelation 13. 
that um, the Antichrist made war with the saints. Again, not necessarily a physical war, more likely, probably a spiritual war and is successful. So I th- when I read that, I think that that means that people will leave the church and leave the, leave the gospel of Jesus Christ. What do you, is, is that how you read it, Kim? Yeah, that's the way I would read it. And, and, and maybe they don't even leave physically, but I think that spiritually there starts to become an apostasy in their own actions, behavior, and thoughts. You're always picking a side, right? And we've talked about this. Like, you're always picking a side for when you're in a war like this. It's like, which, whose side are you on? Are you, you're either on Christ's side or you're not. And if you're not, well, you may not, you may be able to pacify yourself by telling yourself that you're not fully fighting against, but you're on one side or the other. So I think that sometimes, you know, people kind of pacify themselves by saying, well, no, I didn't leave the church. I'm still here. But then maybe you're still actively through a war of words or whatever it is, speaking out against Christ and his gospel. Well, and if you just look at some sad numbers, you can see that, um, especially among like the young adults, they Mm -hmm. are, I mean, they're, if, um, if there's a war against the saints and there's success happening, it, you can see it right there, which is really sad, but, um, uh yeah, when oh, where where's that? What's that quote from Elder Holland that talks about you can't go floating down the middle of the river? <laughs> Am I? We we posted that I think on our well we posted the end of it on our Facebook page oh, uh, did and we? Instagram page. Once upon a time, just the idea of that we we know who won, right? And so is that the one? Uh, I was thinking of the one like well, clearly I'm blow I'm blowing it, but it was something about like. You can't just float on an inner tube down the middle of the river. You have to like pick a side. Oh, no, I don't know that one. And I'm paraphrasing terribly, so I'm probably blowing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Maybe I'll be able to find it and, and post it. I want to go to First Nephi 14. Do you remember what's happening in First Nephi 14? No. What's happening? This is where Nephi is getting the interpretation of his father's dream of the tree of life. Got it. Okay. This is the one where one of my babies ripped out the page, but don't worry, I have a newer Book of Mormon than that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so uh, it came to pass that I beheld. So this is an angel is showing Nephi uh, the interpretation of the dream. Oh, you know what? I'm going to actually start in verse 12. And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God. And its numbers were few because of the wickedness and abominations of the whore who sat upon the many waters. Nevertheless, I beheld that the church of the Lamb, who were, with, who were the saints of God, were also upon all the face of the earth. And their dominions upon the face of the earth were small because of the wickedness of the great whore which, of whom I saw. And it came to pass that I beheld that the great mother of abominations did gather together multitudes upon the face of all the earth among all the nations of the Gentiles to fight against the Lamb of God. Hmm. Uh, what do you think of that, Kim? Same kind of fight? Yeah, I think it's the exact same, that same concept, that there is a fight that is current and present and only probably going to increase in intensity. So um, the upside, the next, the next verse, verse 14, 
And it came to pass that I beheld, that I, Nephi, beheld the power of the Lamb of God, that it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb and upon the covenant people of the Lord, who were scattered upon all the face of the earth. And they were armed with righteousness and with power of God in great glory. That's pretty cool. That's the reminder. You know what I mean? Like when we're in the middle of it and it just feels like that, you know, war of wars, which I just feel is so prevalent right now today. And I just think it's only going to increase in intensity. Sometimes it's easy to get lost if we're not really staying close to the Lord and pulling on his power because that's, you know, they were armed with righteousness with the power of God. And that's what will allow us to overcome it and see truth in all of that chaos. Yeah, I love that. Well put. Staying in Nephi, but scooting forward a little bit to second Nephi. Um, this is actually Jacob prophesying. I want to start in um, in verse 10. What chapter? Um, second Nephi 10. Oh, you said verse 10. 10. Okay, chapter 10. Um, But behold, this land, said God, shall be a land of thine inheritance, and the Gentiles shall be blessed upon the land. So again, I just wanted to read that verse to clarify that we're talking about the United States of America. And this land shall be a land of liberty unto the Gentiles, and there shall be no kings upon the land who who shall raise up unto the Gentiles. And I will fortify this land against all other nations. And he that fighteth against Zion shall perish, saith God. So here, um, when it says fighting against Zion, I think that is another way of saying the fight against the church of the Lamb of God. And it says right here that he who does that will perish. And then um, uh, in uh, verse 14, it goes on, it says, For he that raiseth up a king against me shall perish, for I, the Lord, the King of heaven, will be their king, and I will be a light unto them that hear my words. Wherefore, for this cause, that my covenants may be fulfilled, which I have made unto the children of men, that I will do unto them while they are in the flesh, I must needs destroy the secret works of darkness and murder, murders of the abominations. So here it talks about um, the secret combinations will be destroyed while in the flesh which has not happened yet. Like if you have like a little red star at the mall, that says you are here. It would be prior to that verse. Right. Even though you, you might say that this war against the church has begun. um, This um, destruction of the secret combinations is yet to happen. And um, I wanted to also read verse 16. Wherefore, of course, Bond did just come out the new Bond movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. Have you seen any of the Bond movies? Oh, of course. <laughs> so I had not seen you any. You haven't seen any James no. Bond movies? No. The boy decided that needed to be fixed so that we could go see <laughs> the one that just came out and I would actually understand it and it have an appreciation. It's probably because you lived so much right. of your life without a husband. <laughs> <laughs> and time to watch television? No. I'm catching up on 17 years of chaos in my life. Um, anyway, so anyway, in the last Bond movie, because now I'm caught up. So in the last one, he just destroyed that really big secret combination. Oh, really? And the la- not the one that just came out, but in the last one, like Spectre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember them. I just oh. 
Well, I do because I just watched them in the last two weeks. <laughs> you watched them all? all? How far back did you go? No, we just did the um, – who's the actor that does it? D- Daniel Craig. We yeah. just did the Daniel Craig series because there's oh, okay. multiple, right? But right, we just right. did the Daniel Craig ones so that I got a, you know understanding uh, well, of sure what happens. <laughs> so, anyway, well, in, that, in that one, that's just it made me think of uh, the Bond movie because, see, that kind of – you know they destroyed the secret combination. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to see it. It sounds very righteous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? That I'm like, yes, James Bond destroyed the secret combination. <laughs> yeah. He did. Okay. Um, uh, did I read verse 16 yet? I don't think I did. No. Um, Wherefore, he that fighteth against Zion, both Jew and Gentile, bond and free, both male and female, shall perish for... Uh, they are they who are the whore of all the earth, and they are they who are not of me are against me, saith our God. That's one of those I think you could call that an umbrella scripture. That if those that are fighting against Zion, they will perish. Period. So mm-hmm. again, well, and new- it takes you to the end. If you are not for me, you are against me. And I think that that goes in line with not just like where you're sitting on a Sunday morning, but that is literally the life that you lead, right? Like that is literally you are doing what Christ has asked you to do or you are not. It is very, very black and white. And you can pacify yourself with where you sit on a Sunday morning, but what are you doing on a Monday morning and for the rest of the week? Are you on the side of God or have you, you know, discounted <laughs> his teachings, his word in some areas and have pacified yourself to feel like, you know, I don't, you know, I can do some, but not all. But well, then you're either, then you're against him in those areas. Right. So anyway, that's a good one. Uh, you sound a little, a little harsh, but maybe that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> it says right there, they who are not for me are against me. Boom. <laughs> mic drop <laughs> mic drop it's that easy and i but i think that you ha- we have to be careful of that because otherwise i feel as though we can pacify ourselves into a slow and steady coming going away from christ because if we are not for him we are against him so i think it's just a word of warning for us to reality check ourselves uh, I think you're right, and of course, because the scriptures are right. But I also think that the Lord is like so full of mercy, and oh, for and sure, he is. Men are are so um, full of the natural man, and I think that he also is extremely merciful. I think that the the key is to keep trying, uh, for sure. I think if we are trying and we have a desire to be on the Lord's side. He will help us be there. If we have a desire to rebel against God, then it's not that he won't take us back, but we're, that's our own journey. Right, right. So I think that that's the, the you know, it's not a matter of, um, I think too often some people will think it's a matter of uh, being sinless, <laughs> which no. we're not going to find. We'll um, never be sinless. Right. But just to keep trying and to keep repenting, even though that we naturally will keep making mistakes, um, just to keep trying. And and if we're trying compared to rebelling, I think that's maybe a good 
Yes. The differentiation. At the and I do think it has to do with the intents and desires of our heart because God does know our desires and our the, the intents of our heart. And when and if he knows that our desire is to be on his side, he will continually forgive us and help us and strengthen us to be a little bit better every day. Elder Uchtdorf, this is a quote from him. It says, the most important thing is to keep trying. That's a good quote, huh? Yeah, it is. We know that Elder Holland, he, he said, keep trying, keep trusting, keep believing, keep growing. Heaven will be cheering you on today, tomorrow, and forever. Yeah. I think that's that's an awesome umbrella quotes, I guess. I'll call those to end on because I feel like you're right. We, I mean, I, I, I can see then from your lens where what I was saying is really harsh, but I think it's important for us to remember that we just need to cling to the Lord, that in all of the chaos and in all of the war that is raging as today just is a lot of war of war, words and opinion and so forth is to align ourselves with the Lord and just keep trying to be there. Um, you said to end on, but I have all these scriptures from Isaiah. <laughs> Well, we're 30 minutes in. <laughs> Just so you know, Isaiah said the same thing, that there's going to be a big war, and you can you can read about it. Pop those in the notes to okay. be able to do a little study this week. I love it. <laughs> in Isaiah 29 and 41 and 49 and 54, and then also in Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, 76 and 133, and I'll end with a quote from, see, I just really blew through the last 12 scriptures. <laughs> um, Heber C. Kimball, he said, uh, the day is to come when one shall chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight. So that, if you read Doctrine and Covenants 13358, which you told me I didn't have time to, so we didn't. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like the day's going to come when two put 10,000 to flight. When that day comes, the Lord will make the enemies of his people flee as if there were thousands after them when there is only one. And that is the way God will deal with our enemies. The day of God Almighty is at hand, and when he will show forth his power and when he will deliver his people from all their enemies. I think that this war against the saints is twofold. Um, I think that most of it, the scriptures are talking about this war of words and tumult of opinions. But we also know that when the city of New Jerusalem has been built, that people will bad guys, you will say, um, may want to come into it. You know, maybe they maybe that is the only place with um, food, food, maybe, I don't know, uh, but that they won't be successful. And I think that that's what some of these scriptures are talking about also, that it's, um, that it's twofold, but we know that when we're on the side of the Lord, that we are on the, the side of victory. I love it. So there's our parting thought for the week is to stay on the side of the Lord. And I think it's just cling to the Lord, have a desire to be with him. And that's, what's going to be required in these final days. All right. All right. Thanks, Christine. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.